Hey guys, welcome to a new episode of the Goat King Riders Club. Nathan Hull is still not here. He's fucking working a proper job like an idiot. But I'm gonna have to. We're gonna have to do it again, Aaron. We're gonna have to summon someone. You know it. I'm ready. Fingers crossed. We get all of them this time. All right. So you ready? Hell yeah. Hey! Hey! It's Serena Waters from the Left Hand Podcast. Left Hand Left Hand Path. The podcast. Yeah. How you going? Welcome to Goat King Riders Club. Thank you. Good to be here. Uh, have you seen the show before? You know how it all works. I have seen the show. I know the excellent. And if you don't know the Left Hand Path podcast, here's a link here. Make sure to check it out. But it's awesome that you're here because now we get to talk about proper horror stuff. <laughs> not none of that real life stuff. That's nah, not nah, even nah. funny. It's, well, maybe everything that we've done so far is just like our manifesto. It's just all evidence that's got to be used against us later on. But uh, who wants to go first? You want to go first? I'm happy to go first. All right. That's yeah, I'm pretty excited to see what you my, brought along. My, my, my glasses on so I can see what I'm doing. Oh, very cool. So this is my, my little illustration that I brought on for oh, you. This is really good. Thank you. You have seen the podcast before, haven't you? I have, yeah. This is like too high class art <laughs> to be on our show. I know, but I did do I did go to art school and I did drop out, so I figured I may as well put that to some sort of good news. She so it kinda looks like it. A little bit, uh, it, a little bit. Who is the devil now mm-hmm. and he's Got a contract for me. Yes. And uh, Aquaman is in here somewhere. <laughs> is that what the trident's for? I mean, it could be. We'll find out. Have you seen this? Nope. All right, check it out. It's it'll be down here. But uh, man, this is. I think you should leave. This is just too good for our podcast. I get told that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say. It's called It's the Devil. No, that's actually not the title, but I don't think I'll tell you the title till the end because I feel like it might spoil it. Okay. Oh, all right. Mix it up a bit. All right. Mm -hmm. I like it. Let's hear it. Okay. You ready? Tick, tick, tick. The hands of the clock move forwards with each passing second. How did the clock move forward, but somehow it felt like time was standing still? Had it been weeks, months, or even years? Time moved at a different rate when you were stuck at purgatory. I'd regretted every day since I'd accepted this offer, but desperation drives a person to do desperate things. And believe me, I was desperate. I was broke. I was let go from my job due to budget cuts. I had student debts up to my eyeballs for a degree that I'd never even finished. I had rent to pay and a credit card debt that had been piling up to cover my losses. Between all that and a global pandemic, my bank account was wiped. So when the visage of a pale man with dark demonic eyes and blood red lips curled in a devilish grin offered me a job, I had no choice but to accept. I sold my soul to the devil and here I was in hell. I couldn't even remember the last time I'd slept a full night. Heck, even the last time I'd had a good night rest. Every time I closed my eyes, I was plagued with nightmares. Nothing about this place made sense. The same meaningless labour, day in, day out. 
the same meaningless tasks again and again. And for what? To be another cog in this machine of evil? I feel like I'm the only one left now. I'd started with so many, but one by one, without warning, they disappeared. Gone without a trace. It was only a matter of time before I would be next. A shrill voice interrupted my train of thought. You've been summoned. Summoned? I replied. They asked for you specifically, the shrill voice answered. I swallowed, swallowed a lump of anxiety building in my throat. Would this be the day that I too would vanish from this place? As I walked down the narrow hallway, I was reminded of Iron Maiden's hallowed by their name. That feeling of walking towards the gallows, towards my own impending doom. What fate lay before me, I didn't know. But I knew it couldn't be anything good. Rounding the corner, I took a deep breath. Before taking the final steps towards the counter, regretting everything that had brought me to this point, I rearranged my features into what I hoped was a convincing smile. At the counter waited what looked like an agent of hell. I looked eyes at the woman. Her eyes burned with the simmering rage of service dissatisfaction. Taking the final step that breached the distance between us, I pinned on my manager badge and said, Welcome to McDonald's. What seems to be the problem? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like That was a good hook twist because uh, most of that story was the greatest story ever told on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and you had the joke punchline. I love it. I can't see. You you, see it now? Oh, yeah. I definitely see Ronald McDonald <laughs> in there now. Oh, so the title fuck. is I'm Loathing It. You're what loafing it? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! Man, that was gold. <laughs> Thank you. I like. I was saying to Max the other day. I'm like, most of the time when I write for our podcast, I'm like, I'm spending hours of research, like for our newest one. Yeah. I've been looking at like genealogy websites from like the University of Adelaide, and I'm like, oh, sorry, like, uh, like, okay, we're looking at familial DNA for like two hours, and this I'm like. So what, you mean I can just sit here and I can write whatever I want? I don't need yeah. to fact check. Oh, man, that's the best part about this podcast. Yeah, it's I just know. like, hey, just let it all dribble out of your head. It's, it's the best. Very liberating. <laughs> yeah. So wait, you work in uh, customer service? I do. I don't work in for McDonald's, but, okay. you know. <laughs> it it kind of did have a hint of, like, just your personal uh, journal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, the first part, my, I read it to Max the other day and he was like... Strange, do you need help? <laughs> is this just an excerpt from your diary? Man, now that I see that it's Ronald McDonald, this yeah. is such a cool fucking picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, now I feel insecure about showing you my artwork. <laughs> All right. I can't do anything else in life, so if I can do basic storytelling and art, then I'm happy. Well, who needs anything else in life, really? What are the... Is that the rain? I think so. No, I think it's the guys downstairs doing the renovations. Just, yeah, this is it. So this is my artwork. Mm-hmm. I try to guess the title and what it's about. I think it says Kitchen Looks. <laughs> no, it's Cooks. Cooks. That's a, that's a hard <laughs> C. <laughs> Sorry, hang on, let me push my glasses on a bit. Uh, so Kitchen Looks by Sean Conway. Yep. It's a Weber barbecue, that is. It is. That possibly is Gordon Ramsay. Um, Whoever he is, he's holding a meat cleaver? Like the, the nah, tenderizer thing? No. Nah. 
Oh, okay. I don't know what it is then. Uh, that's. It won't give away any. Oh no, it might give away a bit of the. Might plot. give away okay, away. We'll go back to it after okay, the story. Okay, so he looks like he's bashing in this man's head. Yep. And that looks like someone bleeding out in the fridge. Yep. Or they might be crying in the walk-in freezer, which I hear is very common in kitchen industry. Or it's just a dude laying down on a really fucked up looking pillar. He's crying because he's got no legs. <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's a mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> oh no my. Oh, no, I didn't even draw the middle one. Just it's just a mermaid lying in the fridge. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Great. I'm all... excited to see where this goes. <laughs> so you guess the title? Yeah, it says it's kitchen. kitchen Cooks. Not Kitchen Looks, it's Kitchen, kitchen Cooks. Kitchen Cooks. Okay, ready, steady, cook. <laughs> by Sean Conway. Kitchen Cooks by Sean Conway. <clears throat> Jeff buttoned up his expensive suit. He spritzed himself with his fancy cologne and gave himself one more look in the mirror and said, Tonight's your night, you sexy bitch. His phone beeped. The Uber had arrived. This would be Jeff's first night at a gay nightclub. Jeff was straight, but he always had a fantasy, and tonight he was going to fulfil that fantasy. He was finally going to murder someone. Jeff stood at the bar and uh, stood at the bar by himself when a young man asked, Can we go back to your place? Jeff was stoked at how easy this was. He would bring this young man back to his place and bludgeon him with a hammer. He even had a cool line to say when he did it. Hammer time! Before doing the murderous deed. (laughs) After all those years of planning, it was finally over. Jeff had finally killed somebody. And as the dopamine subsided, he had realised that all these years of planning, he didn't actually work out what to do with the body when he was done. So he carried the young man's corpse into the basement and put him in his freezer. Jeff sat and enjoyed his cognac and thought of ways to dispose of the body, but before he could figure it out, he drifted off to sleep. Good morning, Jeff. Jeff slowly woke up before letting out a blood-curdling scream. It was the young man from the nightclub. His ghost has appeared. What are you doing here? A terrified Jeff cried out. I'm here to help you get rid of my body. The young man responded before a devilish grin crossed his face. You're going to have to eat me, he said. That's ridiculous, I can't cook, Jeff scoffed. For the next few hours, Jeff and the ghost chilled on the couch watching old episodes of Hell's Kitchen and Hannibal. You think you're ready to try to cook me? The young man's ghost asked. I think so, Jeff replied sheepishly. Jeff struggled early on, burning the toes and the foot. But once he got to the waist, he was cooking like a Michelin star chef. When the young man was completely cooked, Jeff Jeff and the young man's ghost, amazed at this bountiful feast that was spread out on his table. It looked like a photo from a Martha Stewart magazine. But unlike Martha Stewart, Jeff would not be going to prison. Jeff sat at the table and consumed the feast like a king, consuming everything on the table like a pig at a trough. Halfway through the meal, Jeff stopped abruptly and began to choke. The devilish grin returned on the young man's ghost face as he stared at Jeff and slowly, as he slowly choked to death, the young man's ghost pulled out a ghost knife and ghost fork and said in the sound of a little girl's voice, I will eat your soul. (laughs) (laughs) The end. (laughs) He had me in the first half, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think kind of inspired that? 
I don't know. I was we get- have to go back and talk about what inspired your story. I was getting very strong Jeffrey Dahmer vibes. Yeah. It's like a Jeffrey Dahmer meets, I don't know, like Gordon Ramsay. I don't know, like a ready, steady cook. I didn't get as highbrow as a Gordon Ramsay from yours. He felt more like a. More like a Jamie Oliver. Yeah, maybe like a naked chef, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe even like a Bear Grylls. If Bear Grylls had a cooking show, it kind of does. Like drink, drink your, your own, own piss, piss. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. So that kind of, and like the the last line at the end, "I'll eat your soul," is kind of half. Uh, oh, what's the horror movie with like Pinhead and stuff? Oh, that's Hellraiser. Hellraiser, half Hellraiser <laughs> with Billy Corgan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, you never, you've never seen that Billy Corgan from the no. Smashing Pumpkins. I know of, Billy Corgan, yeah, but yeah, not yeah. as... Yeah, he looks like Hellraiser, so as soon as Hellraiser came out, he started wearing skirts all the time. Oh, uh, like... like Pinhead. No, because uh, the gothic album, he had the, like, the real yeah. part, yeah. Yeah, that's what he was trying to do, he was trying to be Pinhead. Yeah, I can see that now. Yeah. Uh, so it was half that line, and also mm. Little Nicky. Ah. Yeah, that classic. I mean, I did watch one of your podcast, the podcast episodes a while ago. The one that so was, you plagiarized one of our stories. I didn't. I drew. It was a homage. Ah, oh, classic. No, you you did the one about someone sent in a ninety nine word story. I think it was on the the he- dollhead episode or something like that about how like yeah, how am I going to tell my family I've disappointed them? Blah blah blah. The bottle was closed. I was like, oh yeah. yeah. I like that twist yeah. where it seems something very serious, and then you put like a very mundane twist. And then I thought to myself... that's a harsh word to use. No, but like you should have said a like a fabulous <laughs> twist. <laughs> no, but like thought, an M. Night Shyamalan twist, if you will. I thought to myself, as an adult, what is scarier than a mediocre job? <laughs> 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 Customer service. Is, it, is there anything more horrifying? Yeah, I think... I used to... Because where I work, mm-hmm. uh, you kind of have to socialise with people. But I've also figured out how I can do it without having to deal with anybody at all. And it's one of the best jobs going around. Well, I am a manager in my own specific company, which will remain unnamed on this podcast. Unless but you want to check it out here. We've got the <laughs> link here. <laughs> but there, there, I, I feel like there is that certain power that comes with being a manager. Like one of my kind of, kind of like one of my casuals comes to me and they're like, yeah, has this customer being me? And I'm like, I will fight them for you. Yeah, we call it a, a polo shirt power. <laughs> You know, like everyone's wearing normal clothes, but when you put on that middle management polo, it's like you become an Avenger. It's like my lane lanyard is a slightly different colour. Take note. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. I'm, I'm lucky I've never had to do that. Also, people don't want me working with them in customer service. Like if they saw me in a shop, it's like that dude can't help me. Unless it's like Bunnings or something. You should just get like you know like the security shirts. <laughs> just have boss. A a oh, I work vest. here. Yeah. Oh, that could be cool. It's like like get like all bedazzled and you stuff. Can do whatever. Fuck yeah. Uh, you ready for the next segment? The ninety-nine word story. Yeah, and we'll watch a little animation. Boop. Sean and Hose, ninety-nine random word. You can't do the 99 word story? I can do a 99 word story. Yeah, I want, you went first, so I'll go first this time. Okay. Okay. You go, buddy. You a sports fan? No, I don't at all. Okay. Uh, so I had uh, umpire becomes a professional athlete. Mm-hmm. 
Except in my title, I forgot the A. Umpire becomes... Oh, no, that works. Umpire becomes professional athlete. So you can spell it without the A as well? Yeah. It was perfect. Nailed it. Yeah, except it was referee. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I used that word because it could be a double meaning. This is a every mix. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, So I'll I'll fix this up. The referee was sick and tired of the hate he was receiving. Professional players treated him like he wasn't good at his job and doing it correctly. Uh, He was done with it, so he planned to make history. I'm going to score a basket during the game, and it will count because I'm the referee. Mm -hmm. The referee made his move and stole the ball off LeBron James, dribbling to the other end of the court for a monster dunk to a huge roar from the crowd. He was arrested for match-fixing and sentenced to death at the request of LeBron James. I mean, I know nothing about basketball, so for all I know, that could be correct. (laughs) No, it was all correct terminology. I researched it for hours and hours. Beautiful. (laughs) I would love to hear that the death penalty is alive and well in basketball. Oh, yeah, it was a a Texas game. Oh. (laughs) Oh, they love killing people on the death row in Texas. Well, you know, like they, they say in Futurama, women can't dunk, but, you know, we make up for it in good fundamentals. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a Futurama game? Yep. Fuck it. Uh, and what do you have? You had... Uh, I did the opposite one. So I did National the, uh, the park ranger at the top secret meeting, which I drew a drawing for because... Oh, uh, fuck it. I was under the belief we had to do a drawing for everything, so I over. So, wait, yeah, because you asked me... Had you already... Yeah, but you dra- hadn't replied for like 25 minutes. I was like, fuck, I'm going to have to draw it now. Uh, I I like to be a man of mystery, you know. (laughs) I'm just secret. (laughs) Oh, this looks good already. I did an extra drawing, so you. It kind of looks like the Avengers, you know, the Uma Thurman one from like the nineties. Or like the Kingsman is probably a better, more current reference. Well, it is a a um, a men in black reference. But they got like little British hats. Yeah, not not like um, Will Smith. Um, when in black, like actual men in black. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they still don't wear they do uh, pauper hats. Pauper hats? A bowler hat even? Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> pauper. All those pauper. I'm pretty sure bowler. it's a pauper hat. Isn't a pauper like a destitute I think you're person? thinking of sort of like a tripod. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a pauper like hat. They have like a top hat with the top off. I wanted to say it's a Bayfeeder hat, but that's completely different as well. Yeah, it's I do like the expression on the uh, the park ranger's face. He's a he's a little bit confused. I gotta get my story. Well, maybe I should try to guess what your story's about okay. based on this. Okay, which one do you? Which of the two prompts do you think I did? I think you did park ranger at a top secret meeting. Mm-hmm. But I also did you see that? Oh, I can't even think of his name. But he's like an alien who's taken over a dude's body and he's like living that dude's life in Alaska. No, no, no. Yeah, that's the one. He's in everything as well, but I can't think of his name. No, I have not. But that's kind of what this... Oh, that was a a Men in Black. Um, It was a Men in Black reference. With two Chris Hemsworths. No, it's original Men in Blacks. One of them's Hemsworth. Ah, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It's all the Hemsworths, really. Really, yeah. They could form their own soccer team, so they could be in your story. (laughs) Well, they could at least have a three-on-three team. But, yeah, I'm pumped to hear this one. Okay, okay. (laughs) Seated at the oval table, I stared at the paperwork in front of me. 
I knew the first day at work was always hard, but I still felt like I stood out. The only, pers- the only one wearing khaki in a sea of black suits. And I couldn't wrap my head around what everyone was discussing. Area 51? Alien sightings? Secret mind technology? Even the president looked confused. I wasn't even sure why he was at a park meeting. As I looked back down at my report on pinecone density, I began to wonder if I was in the wrong meeting. You're actually, it kind of sounds like the Casey Anthony story. She's just led him down to this fake meeting that she wasn't involved in. Hey guys, what are we talking about? Area 51, mind control? Don't check my Firefox history. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, I, I do, that were fucking both awesome stories. Thank and you. for the first time, two pieces of awesome art. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I didn't know that we, we had <laughs> to provide to. Like a door Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not used to receiving compliments, so... All right, it was shit. They give the air of surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) These guys are like the two Muppets, uh, the old dudes from the Muppets. Just gives you. You guys need to come. You guys need to be a part of every episode and just trash our guest. <laughs> it's a whole. It's what's it? <laughs> Molly and Molly. That's yeah. it from like the Muppets Christmas Carol. It's Molly yeah, yeah, yeah. and Molly. Yeah. Waldorf. Yeah. Yeah. Like like gargoyles. I just just say puns the whole episode. Uh, I mean, if you want to put them outside, that's okay by me. No, no, they might get washed out by the, the dudes next door. That would be a shame. But uh, you can uh, see some of the entries that people... Well, we get some awesome art sent in, so mm. you've got an uh, arts degree? Oh, I tried to get one, but then I was like, this is a lot of bullshit. I'm going to... Yeah, gonna, the best education you get from the streets anyway, so I understand. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, which? what are we going to start with first, Aaron? Do you want to start with my 99-word story? Hell no. I would love okay. to. <laughs> we'll go with no, we'll start with Aaron's because Aaron always busts out like a crazy animation. You do, you do the video things, don't you? Yeah. yeah. I, I love stuff. that, yes. Thank you. One day in National National Park. Oh, what's this? Okie dokie. I'm coming, little pooch. Walking through the cave, he hears a distant dog sound. Through the cave, the ranger discovers a large underground lair. Rejoice! The hour draws near, brethren. The time grows near. A weird sizzling sound catches the ranger's attention. What in the world is this? The park ranger looks at the collar he is holding. He steps back when... He farts. It echoes. A lot. The dog howling silences. The dogs start laughing. They think the missing dog farted. It wasn't me. Humph. 
I liked it. What was that dog's name? Uh, Mr. Peabody. Mr. Peabody. Yeah. I liked how Clifford was on the screen. I had... Um, oh, yeah. I had a few different kinds of famous dog laughs and stuff in there. There was the one from the Wacky Races. Yeah. yeah. Motley, that's it. Yeah. I also had um, the dog from Men in Black in there. My favourite. Oh, the pug. Mm. You did have Clifford, who's always been my favourite, because I did like that part in like the book where it's like how the girl loved Clifford so much that he grew like 100 times his size. And then you look and her parents are like normal size. And it's like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know much about Clifford except that he's big and red. Well, I think that's a, that's all you need to take away yeah, from that story, isn't it? it, it that yeah. is the main premise, yes. Isn't that being turned into a movie? Yes. Yeah. It's not being turned into a movie. Let's put that out there. Uh, who we got next? All right. Um, would you like to see some of Michelle's art? Yeah. I would love to. All right. So Michelle sends in artwork. Is she the one that does the really complex stuff? Yeah. Well. But it's like the really you're, you're saying like that to detailed me. drawing and that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. It's like a like a proper sort of like caricature sort of art. I think it's meant to be. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, Is he the Port- Portuguese player? You fill me in, because I don't know who sports people are. Sports ball. But they've got some really ball. strong like RuPaul Drag Race eyebrows. <laughs> yeah, those eyebrows on fleek. <laughs> they also look like you're so silly. And then the other one's, no, you're so silly. <laughs> it kind of like looks like the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> now, Kith. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do think this. Like, uh, but I think this one sound looks more up your alley. Well, it's got a dog in it, so I'm sold. It kind of looks like... What's he saying? Fuck, here we go again. Um, for a secret meeting. Top secret meeting, pick up point. <laughs> well, this is how I felt about playing Firewatch, so... But this is looks like concept art for Up. You is know it what it looks like, like, with the dog's eyes like it? You ever read the books? It's like Selby the talking dog. Is that, like, really, like, really flat yeah, sort of images? Yeah, yeah, like, the two eyes, like a Peppa Pig style. Yeah. That's what I'm getting from that. I like it. I really like the... Uh, the, the park ranger. I like how the dog's wearing a bandana. That's cute. And a little hat. You know, anything with a dog in it, I'm sold. <laughs> yeah. Now, is it a dog? It's a little Dalmatian. Because it can't... Because, <laughs> like, uh, Michelle's awesome and she always sends in artwork. She usually hides, like, a penis in the picture if you look hard enough. I think it's that man's nose. Oh, yeah. That could do it. But it kind of <laughs> looks like, you know when It used to, like, open his face and his eyes would come back down oh, here? Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what the dog kind of looks like. No, I like the dog. I feel like if the penis was to be hidden anywhere, it'd be in, like, those rocks because there's, like, a lot of veins in those rocks. Oh, I see it with a... Yeah. There's probably a penis in there. Look, it's safe to assume there's a penis somewhere. <laughs> yeah. uh, actually, it looks like they're just sitting on, like, a thing of corpses. It's like a where's Wally of penises. Like, uh, what's it called? It looks like a Caligula painting. A Caligula painting? 
Yeah. You remember Caliglia? Do I Caliglia? Caliglia? I've never forgotten Caliglia. <laughs> Caliglia. Caliglia. It's just going to be the spelling of every word that I'm fuck Nathalie up. Caliglia. Just jaw swinging like a monkey in the trees. All right. Uh, who we, we got two more? Um, we've got some video stuff. Yep. We'd love a good video. All right. Let's have a look-see. National Park Ranger at a top secret meeting. Spud McKenzie was a 25 year park ranger of the highest caliber. He could keep a secret and this was a situation that captured the national interest. He entered the room, swore on the ranger's code of ethics that what was discussed would stay tight and he would not say boo boo about it. Picnic baskets were being used to hand over crucial information to the Germans on how the USA had created the perfect Reuben sandwich. The government wanted to keep this information close and were not going to let the recipe get away, especially to some sauerkraut. He did, he had like a very military style tone in the delivery as well. This was a secret top meeting. Now that was actually awesome. I love that. He's probably killed straight after for giving that information. <laughs> Son of a bitch, he's onto us. <laughs> uh, and we got one more from we've, Cookie. We've got Cookie left. Do you yeah. want to do, do these chaps have? Oh yeah, wait, you guys have got stories, right? They do. Oh fuck yeah, nearly forgot. Yeah, let's hear, what are you, alright, ready? Let's get out of here. Welcome to the Gurkis Writers Club. What? And to translate the the oh the Goat King Writers Club. I thought you said Gurkis. I heard Goki with my vampire hearing. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Goat King Writers Club. So we came traveling through a portal. My hearing ain't that good. (sighs) It's probably because of the beanie. Let's be honest. All right, we'll get to our stories. All right, so Max, would you like me to uh, review your story first? Well, yes, Mark, you can review my story. Here's my picture. Oh. I'll, I'll also need my story. Oh. Right, well, um, maybe just tell them something about your past. Like, based on these pictures, you injured your knee. That's not about me. You glared at someone, you no. flipped a coin with your penis hand, and you smashed your knee with a hammer. Is that right? Uh, you're close. Close? Close, oh, yeah. close. But I was... If you, so my story is about the, the referee that became a professional athlete. Ah. So hopefully that gives you a bit more information of what's happening. Well, if we want you to tell the story, we're going to have to magic in a prop for you. So just give me three, two, one. Fair. Fair, fair, fair. Well, Matt, uh, yes. the, the referee that becomes a professional athlete... My life revolves around soccer. It's my favourite game. It's also how I get my income as, is, as I am a dedicated referee. But as of those past 20 years, my once beloved game has become spoiled by grown men taking dies from the slightest touch and sullying the sport I love. It's obvious when they do it, then I have to stop the game and give them a yellow card. This happens too many times a game. So I've had enough. I'm quitting being a referee and becoming a professional soccer player. I'll show these men how to dive properly. See, that's, nice. that's, that's, that's what the picture's about. And what about your story? <laughs> Cheeky cunt. <laughs> <laughs> no, I liked it. 
Well, it's good. Let me see yeah, yours. Um, get yours. Yeah. Here you go. Okay. Uh, okay, so there's an occult happening. Uh, the park ranger, he confronts one of the cultists, and he looks like he's flipping them off. So I'm guessing the park ranger comes across an occult of such, and it's very village-esque, very inspired by it, I could see. I mean, I feel like there's no point in me telling the story now. You've already guessed it. Crack off. Oh, the, uh, this story is called Common Sense. <coughs> Red-robed cultists circle the campfire, changing, chanting strange words that twist the campsite into non-Euclidean angles. Donning my ranger's hat, I approach the circle. What do you think you're doing here, fellas? One cultist breaks the circle. Cthulhu relay wanagan fatagan. Look, don't give me that shit, mate. You saw the sign. Total fire ban. The cultist gestures to the circle, where eldritch spawn slithers into reality. The Great One. As waited here for millennia, he can wait for a few months more. Begrudgingly, the circle disbands. Our reality and our pristine wildlife is safe for another fire season. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> I would not get that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, got, you got the cult. I got most of it. You should have said this is no, uh, no fires. Shit, I uh, really should have. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. Yeah, that's all right. I'm to the best of us. You got to have things you can improve on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, we've done our piece. Yeah, Time I'm feeling... summon out of this place. Feeling kind of faint. We need to go back to our home dimension. Let us return to once we came. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh. oh feel good to be back. <laughs> that was different. <laughs> different is an understatement. Uh, where were we? Uh, I guess we've got to wrap the show with Cookie. Yeah, we're going to have another story. Short story. Referee becomes a professional athlete. OCD loves a whistle, blind and deaf were the main reasons why Lionel became a ref. But a miracle cure to his hearing and sight meant he now played AFL in the top flight. He thought his pass could be beneficial. He was still mates with the game's officials. Marking the ball with no time on the clock, he lined up for the goals and the winning shot. He heard a whistle. Push, yelled the ump. Mark, not allowed. Illegal bump. Lionel was fuming. He was not going to have it. You've got to be kidding. You effing white maggot. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> well, white maggot is what they used to call AFL umpires all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? But now sure. they wear all multicoloured uniforms, so they kind of... It's kind of disappeared, the old you white maggot. I guess don't, don't umpires just look like barcodes? Who? Umpires. They've like the black no, and white. No, that's, uh, that's like all American sports. Australian sports, we have like yellow, blue, greens, pinks. I don't, I don't oh, watch. Yeah, essentially high vis, yeah. I don't watch sports. <laughs> you should, it's pretty fun stuff. I just research <laughs> serial fashion. killers, you know. That's, well, I think. It's a good time. Serial killers. Murderers, close. I think serial killers should be one of the topics for next week, just serial as an killers. homage to your show. Thank you, I would appreciate that. Yeah. All right, well, I've got some prepared, but I'm going to put a murderer in there somewhere Thank you. Just a homage to the left-hand path. Yeah. Which you can, what, check out on Spotify? 
You can check us out on Spotify. You can check us out on iTunes. You can check us out on anywhere that you find quality podcasts. Oh, that is so rehearsed. I loved it. It wasn't actually. I just, huh? I just made that up just now. Oh, you sound like every podcast. It's like, oh, because we... Uh, I won't t- I'll tell that story after the We podcast. don't prepare very much at all. So. <laughs> <laughs> do, I, do I look like a person that prepares things? Yes. <laughs> uh, what? I just like to wing it and pretend like I did it intentionally. Uh, that's that's the best way to live, I reckon. Uh, what's the what are the topics? All right, so keeping with the murderer theme, mm-hmm. I've got murderer visits the vineyard. Yeah, classy. Mood. And a financial advisor stuck in a cockpit. <laughs> I like both of those. Yeah, and you're going to put them up here? Hell yeah. Yep. So they're the topics for next week: is murderer at a vineyard, and a financer. Financial advisor. Financial advisor in a stuck in a cockpit. I feel like the first one's directed at me, like true crime podcast, drinking a wine and a can. Is that a wine? It is a wine and a can. Oh, that's, that's very cool. I know. Is it any good or? Oh yeah, and it is like, um, hang on, what is it now? It is. Oh, it's like two point something standard drinks. I can't read it now. Two point six standard drinks. Was it two thousand seventeen? Or is that something else? I don't know. Maybe, maybe it. Oh no, that's when the company was made. I think. Ah, oh, okay. That's a little skeleton playing a flute. So. Oh, the Pied Piper. Sure. Pro- yeah. Well, I think uh, that's so, that's know, all. Of it. Have you had fun? I have had a great time. Thank you. Man, you've brought classy wines, classy artwork, classy stories to our podcast. I'm just class all around. I like it. But check out this podcast. Make sure to check out. Left Hand Path Podcast. On where all good podcasts are found. And we'll see you next week with another episode of Goat King Riders Club. Catch us later. Don't put that in there.